Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Propane Business Podcast, uh, Johnny Monologue Edition. I am uh, sat recording this while drinking a double espresso because I'm an absolute lunatic. Um, if any of you follow our content on any other platform and have heard us talk about caffeine before, you'll know that Yusuf and I uh, differ in opinion on caffeine. He is like caffeine free, and I. I uh, have periods where I'm caffeine free, but generally speaking, um, I drink a lot of caffeine. But anyway, today, this podcast is, is more just going to be, to be honest, a bit of a bit of a freeform ramble on uh, something that is uh, coming up a lot in conversations that I have in our like enrollment calls into the Propane Business Program. So um, the way that anybody gets into propane business at the moment is there is a basically a very short kind of application process to go through um i guess just to ensure that as a percentage you know the people that we led into the program we are like 90 percent sure plus sure that what we are doing and how we do things will work for them right because that means that customers get a better experience our coaching works better every, all the templates and everything that we teach like works really really well for people the results are better etc etc et um so it's not a sales call it's a we call it like a it's basically an informal conversation right so we just chat about where you're at what your business is like what your business plans are how online is going to fit into that how what we do works how that might work for you and almost start the ball rolling really if you do want to become a client um but yeah, um, on those calls, um, a lot of stuff that comes up about what people have done before, right? And uh, what they've learned before, who they've learned from before. And uh, one of the very, very common topics that comes up is um, the assumption that what we teach in propane business and what we do is we teach a marketing strategy. Right. So we teach this, what I think is becoming more and more known now as our 14 day challenge model um, to basically help people, you know, get clients online. Right. And and that's correct. Right. But that is a fraction of what we teach, um, because frankly, um, it's only a small piece of the puzzle. Right. And to be honest, I see it as like the first hurdle of growing an online fitness business. In other words, if you don't have an online client acquisition method, then nothing else matters. But at the same time, just because you have an online client acquisition method doesn't mean that nothing else matters, right? In fact, it's the opposite. Once you cross that hurdle and you are actually enrolling people into your business, um, very quickly that actually becomes not your priority at all. And if you're not careful, um, if you don't have something set up to handle the people that you're going to be working with, um, it can actually break things pretty quickly from a reputational standpoint, from your clients enjoying working with you, um, the way you feel about the business. 
And I, you know, I don't want to make sweeping statements and I'm not going to say that this is the case in every situation. Um, all I hear is from people who, other people who've been working with other coaches and working in other programs that generally speaking, um, what is advised and what is taught uh, to coaches is just to, to manage people one-to-one online, right? Now, if you're unfamiliar with the different terms of how group coaching differs to one-to-one, basically one-to-one for most people is you are in direct contact with your client, right? In other words, you are basically in the situation where you are selling your time to that person, um, not not directly, but in other words, when they work with you, they pay you a monthly fee or they pay you a, a fee for a block of time with you. And what they get, the deliverable, is contact with you via a messenger app of some description, uh, programming delivered perhaps via an app, written usually um, bespokely or sometimes from a template that's adapted, and then often some like one-to-one direct phone time or video time. So calls, check-ins, that sort of thing. And one of the key tests is, if you were to um, run, a, run a test whereby you weren't allowed to reply to anybody, right? You weren't allowed access to your phone or your laptop or your iPad or however you uh, deal with clients, right? If you weren't allowed access to that for two weeks, what would happen, right? Would your clients be able to continue as normal? And if the answer is no, then you probably deliver a one-to-one service more or less, right? And that is given... I, don't, I think it's very, very rare, to be honest, that I that someone on one of these enrollment calls says, oh, yeah, I'm running a, like a seamless group coaching method. Um, they're mostly doing one-to-one. And I, the thing that Yusuf and I find most strange with um, the fact that that is taught as the standard, right? And again, I'm not saying everybody does teach that. Most people seem to, based on what we hear and see, um, is that it's, it's simply like the mechanics of it when you strip away the, like the the fancy terms and the um, the models and the frameworks, right? When you just look at it as it as it is, it just doesn't scale. It just it cannot scale because it is constrained by time, right? Hours in the day. You can't, unless you're, uh, you have something really up your sleeve, um, you can't add more hours into the day, right? And if you, if you could, frankly, I don't think you'd be listening to this podcast thinking about working as an online fitness coach, right? So you can't add more hours in the day and nor should you, want to, right? I think you should be trying to, you know, I think it's important to enjoy doing what you do. I think it's important to not hate working. And actually one of the best benefits of working for yourself in a business like this is that a lot of the time when you do work, you enjoy it. And I, you know, I don't mind working at all. I'm not looking to work fewer hours. Um, but I think it's important to not be in a situation where you say to yourself, well, if I want to increase my revenue next month, I'm going to have to work longer hours. Right. Um, I think, that is a very unhealthy, very unsustainable, um, not scalable way of running a business. And that is basically what one-to-one coaching um, requires, right? So by running a one-to-one coaching approach, you, by by definition, by design, have a limit to how many people you can work with. Um, and so like Yusuf and I were talking about this yesterday and saying, well, why, like, because that's the case, like, why, why do people teach that, right? Are they just assuming that no one will get clients? Um, I suppose maybe, maybe they aren't, I don't know. Um, it's certainly easier on the, in the earlier stages, right? It's easy to, to coach people one-to-one because it doesn't require any, you don't have to set anything up. You don't have to prepare anything. It doesn't really require much pre-thought. So you can make a sale and then start delivering your time, um, from day one. It doesn't require any prep. Um, but it only really works up to like 
I mean, for us, we would we worked with up to about 30 people each while we were working nine to five jobs. And that was absolute living hell, to be honest. Um, when we chatted to Eric Helms on this podcast uh, earlier this year, I think he said his limit was 40. But that was, you know, unsustainable, kind of damaging his workflows and all this sort of stuff. Um, so then if you can only work with at most, like at full tilt, you can work with 40 people. How do you match your revenue goals? And this is where the price, kind of the missing piece of the equation, um, is is brought into is brought into play, right? Because if you have a revenue goal, you want to make a certain amount of money, and you know you can only work with forty people, or you can only work with thirty people. Then the missing piece of that puzzle is price, and that's why people charge. People say, "Well, you have to charge high ticket." Right. Because as a business coach, if you don't want to teach the coaching side, right, or you're just going to say, I'll oh, do one to one, the only way, mathematically, the only way that you can get someone to their target revenue is by getting them to charge high prices. Right. So, in other words, they're looking to, most people are taught to scale via unit price by increasing unit price rather than unit volume. Right. And, I'm not going to get into high ticket versus mid ticket, low ticket necessarily today, but I just think that it's, it comes with a lot of problems, right? That sort of approach. And we don't rely on our one-to-one business at all in propane fitness. If we did, it would simply be constrained by, we just have to operate a waiting list. We'd have to say, well, we're only working with this many people and we, we would just have to, I guess, run it based on how many hours we were willing to work. And it's such a shame to run it like that. So that's the, the first problem, right, is that it's set up with a cap. And really the only way to scale it is by charging more money. And that comes with its own host of problems and challenges, right? So um, that's one side. And perhaps people may just, you know, they aren't expecting clients to scale to large client numbers, which is also possible. And you certainly aren't ever going to if you're charging thousands and thousands of pounds, right? You just, it's very, very hard to do that. Um but if we look at generally like zooming out to the marketing and the selling that is taught, uh, sorry, the marketing, the selling and the, the delivery, they all have a one-to-one relationship with time, right? So most people teach, um, get people on a sales call, put them through a sales script and then sell your $3,000, $5,000, whatever package over the phone. Um, and then you, when you, the client signs up, you work with them one-to-one and all of that process, basically all of that process will break, um, when there's a certain amount of volume put through that process, basically, unless you're going to hire sales reps and run a sales team um, and hire an ads manager and start actually giving one-to-one clients to other coaches, all of which again has a whole host of problems associated with it. Um, But the, that all breaks with scale, right? And you can't really bring on staff because people are signing up and spending $5,000 because they want to work with you. Right. And if the service is one-to-one with you, I want to work with you. No, I don't want to work with someone in your team, right? And if you want a week off, that means no sales calls. It means no coaching. It's a very fragile model. It just sounds sexy, right? Because often you'll see a uh, a testimonial where someone's talking about the big month they had last month in terms of cash collected, not in terms of recurring revenue, in terms of cash collected. Um. So, so yeah, so it, it, I mean, we look at it and we, we just find it pretty confusing to be honest, because by running something like that, um, you're opening up a lot of frustration, right? You're opening up the frustration of 
having to spend hours and hours dealing with clients on a one-to-one basis without actually necessarily giving a better service than someone who isn't doing that, right? So a lot of the assumption is, well, if I spend my time doing this, it's a better service. Not always the case. In fact, one-to-one services are the most unreliable, they're the most inconsistent, they're the most inconsistent for the actual client and also client to client, right? So you might smash through your video responses or your audio responses or your email replies one weekend when you're feeling great. But if you're tired, you're hungover, you're on holiday, then your clients feel the impact of that, right? You are the asset in the business and you're basically um, in the same way that an offline personal trainer runs into these constraints of how many hours they have to coach, how they feel when they're coaching, if they're sick, if their clients, uh, sorry, if they're going on holiday, all these things tie into impacting the bottom line of the business and impacting the client experience. Um, so that's basically, you know, the problem. And that's, that's why we don't run things in that way. So what is, what do we do by contrast? Right. And this is the thing that I want to cover, which is, you know, why do we put, you know, at least half of the time we work with people, why do we cover coaching so much? Why is group coaching such an important part of this process? And hopefully I've kind of highlighted the problems here, right? So if you're doing sales calls, then, and especially if you're trying to sell a high ticket fitness program, you're going to run up against a lot of people saying no. You're going to have to spend, probably if we say you have a, I mean, a 20% sales rate, conversion rate's very good. So we'll say you have a 10 to 20, probably closer to 10 for most people. You're going to have to spend five to 10 hours speaking to people before you actually collect a sale, right? And to get five to 10 calls at scale, you probably are going to have to be running ads and spending money on those as well. So you're going to have to be managing the ads. Excuse me. Um, and then when that person buys this three to 5,000, if you ever manage to sell one, that is, they're expecting a lot of your time. Okay. So to just acquire that single cash income, you have to do all of that and do all of those hours. And you're probably committed then to that person one-to-one time for the next 12, 16 weeks, perhaps. And you can see how, if you layer that on top of each other, as you get more people in your business, how that starts to become very unwieldy. And yes, you made $5,000. Brilliant. But you have to do all of that again to make another $5,000. And so we do things differently. And and the way we figured out how to fix this is it it comes back to being focused on what what is best for the client, really, to be honest. And this is something like if you listen to any of the the real business owners, right? If you listen to Jeff Bezos talk about how he scaled Amazon, it is, even though you may not like him and you may not like Amazon, he's the most focused on the customer, right? And something that Amazon talk about is solving customer complexity. So it's the cheapest shipping. It's the cheap, often the cheapest product, right? That if you want to buy that thing, it's often cheapest on Amazon. It's the quickest, cheapest shipping. There's the most choice, So he's competing and beating a lot of people on, he's offering a better service in most cases for less, right? Now, it's very, very hard to compete with someone who offers a better service than you and charges less than you, right? So we looked at it and we thought, well, how can we do that? Now, we can't charge less than everybody, right? We can't charge less than somebody who is just giving access to an app or, or is just giving access to a program with no support. We want to provide support to people, okay? But we also have to make the economics of the business work for us. We don't want to work for free. We want to make a, a decent income per hour, which is kind of the main metric we look at. The main health marker of a, of a business is, is revenue per hour. Um, so that means we're going to have to work with more than 30 people, 
perhaps we're going to work with hundreds of people, right? But we can't do that one-to-one. We still want to provide coaching. How do we do that? We built a way and we built a process of doing that that is basically just what we call group coaching now, okay? And without going into the details of that, look at it as how many things do you do on a daily basis that are repeats of things you've done before? How many questions do you answer that you've answered before? How many programs do you build that you've built before? A lot of the things that you do when you move online are basically just communicating with someone via speech, video, text, downloads, accessing training, accessing answers to questions. And so much of that, if you build an online business properly, can actually be built by creating resources, creating digital assets in your business so that your clients, when you're not there, can still access you answering their question. They can still join be part of a community, get the question answered, get the help they need when they need it from stuff you've already made and built, right? And this is part of the benefit of an online business that so few people never tap into because they're, they're trapped in the one-to-one world of sales calls and one-to-one coaching. So we, let's use that 5,000 analogy, right? We would far rather coach 50 people who all pay a hundred pounds a month, um, and they pay £100 a month every month, right, for as long as they stay. And we focus on building the best customer service for those 50 people. And you might think, well, I can't get the 50 people, right? Well, the only, one of the reasons why you can't get the 50 people is you're doing a sales call model or you're DMing people, right? In other words, it's very hard to scale things that are manual, that are done by you by hand. As soon as you build something like what we teach, which is the 14-day challenge, that doesn't require sales calls and sells to many people at once, Right? So if you get 100 people in to the challenge, it's not uncommon for the first time people run the challenge as part of the Propane Business Program to get 10, 15, 20 people purchasing from them, right? So suddenly that's probably more of a client intake than you've ever had in one single go. But it didn't require one-to-one communication with everybody. It was a one-to-many sales approach. And over time, we then moved to automate it so that it's running in the background and always selling to people, okay? So once you have that figured out and once you're selling something that is basically like a no brainer for people in terms of price, you'll find the sales experience very different, right? So suddenly hitting 50 clients won't seem as intimidating as perhaps the way you're trying things now, right? So if you have 50 clients and they're all paying hundred pounds a month, we then focus on building the best coaching experience we can, right? And this is where this idea called the flywheel comes in, right? Which is something else that Jeff Bezos talks about. It's not actually his concept, but it was made famous by him. And this idea that basically um, the more the more volume that goes through, it's a very simple overview of it. The more volume or the more, the more busy something becomes, the better it gets, right? So Yusuf and I talk about everything in terms of a positive or a negative flywheel in business. So a negative flywheel is the more you put into something, the worse it gets positive flywheel is the more you put into something the better it gets and if we look at one-to-one coaching the more clients you have the worse your experience is the worse your experience is and the worse the experience is for every single one of your clients sales calls are the same okay if we take our group coaching model the busier that becomes actually what happens is more people become part of our community right which means that more people have been in the community for a long time so when a new person joins and asks a question often Old members of the community, people who've been working with us for a long time, will answer it for us. You can even hire community managers from the community to help you deal with the clients and the client load. People 
as they join, more programs need to be created, which means you add to your program library, which means you add to your ability to deal with every request as it comes in because you've probably already built a, a program for people. You've answered loads of questions from loads of new clients, so you're always building out resources and assets for people. So in other words, the more clients you get, the better the experience the current clients and the old clients have, and you actually over a long enough timeline, eventually answer every possible question you could ever answer, right? Eventually, you kind of remove yourself from it because you're using the volume to feed the system. Hopefully that makes sense. Hi, guys. I'm Josh. This is my testimonial for Program Business. Um, the main benefits that I've seen from working with is just a total different mindset approach to how to create my business, how to work with my business. Also, like my why, they really helped me with where I where I want to go, where I want to stay, and what line I want to drive in. Um, compared to others that kind of I tried to put as many fingers in many pies, and it just didn't really go well for me. Whereas now I have have my niche, and I know where I want to go and what I want to do with it. Honestly, it's probably the best money I've ever actually spent on myself. And I think that's a big shout out to them too for what they do and what they practice and preach in all sense of that business so thanks guys right so when you build group coaching you do it properly you get the benefit this this flywheel this positive flywheel benefit where basically if you go from 50 clients to 70 clients your coaching commitment on a weekly basis should stay the same Right, you may have to add in a little bit just to deal with the the support aspect of it initially, but it shouldn't go from fifteen hours to twenty five hours or fifteen hours to to twenty hours or something like that. Right, that shouldn't happen. So that's one benefit. The second is you get diversification. In other words, if you have if you're relying on this one person who bought your five thousand dollar coaching program, and you're relying on them renewing in twelve weeks time, and they don't suddenly your income has gone from 5,000 a quarter to zero a quarter. You're very reliant on these big transactions to drive your revenue. You're very reliant on sales calls being booked with you all the time so that you can close enough to hit your revenue. And it's very, very common in these models to see people having a three, four, five thousand pound month and then making zero the next. And suddenly what may have been £5,000 a month is actually £2,500 a month if you divide the same income by two. And again, like because of the way that it runs, it's also possible to not make any income for, for more than that, right? So suddenly this £5,000 of cash that you generated on day one actually may be the only revenue that the business makes for weeks or months on end versus people who are committed because they've signed up because it's only £100 a month, right? It's cheaper than I pay currently for my, one, my one-to-one offline personal trainer and my gym membership. Why would I not try? right? Those people join, you have 50 of them. So even if five or 10 leave, which is very rare in terms of percentages, even if five or 10 leave, then you aren't going to really experience huge swings in revenue, right? And generally the numbers we look at are conversion. So in other words, how many clients am I enrolling each week, each month from my 14 day challenge system and how many people are leaving or churn percentage, right? And as long as conversion exceeds churn, your business is growing month to month in a predictable manner. How is it growing? You're looking at the numbers and the KPIs of the 14 day challenge to make sure that if you get a hundred leads, you're getting five, three to five clients generally, right? And you at least are at least ideally profiting, but at least breaking even on your ad spend. So if you're spending a thousand pounds, even a thousand pounds a week, right? A thousand pounds a week on ads, 
bringing all these people into your 14-day challenge, converting a, a known percentage of them who are buying your program, joining your group coaching, adding to the system, making everything run smoother, you basically become someone who wakes up, looks at the dashboard of your business from a sales and marketing perspective on the KPIs and from a coaching delivery perspective on the KPIs and tweaks things and turns the dial to try and make things work and move better. So the, some of the other benefits with this stuff, by the way, like something we call social amplification, which is simply like referrals basically. But in other words, if you imagine you're sat around um, having dinner with friends and someone goes, oh, you're looking, you're looking leaner this month. Like you look like you've lost weight. Uh, what have you been doing? You go, oh, I've been working with this online coach. Um, it's like, all oh, right, great. Yeah, I'd be, I'm looking, I've been looking for a coach actually. How much are they? Uh, it was $5,000, right? It's not, it's not something that generally people refer their friends to. However, if it's like, oh, it's a hundred pounds a month. It's like, really? Well, I pay my personal trainer 30 pounds an hour at the moment. And I do two, three sessions a week. I'm spending that a week on my coaching, right? You can see how straight away it becomes very, very, easy for people to to refer people in and we've had rounds where we've had like 10 15 people referred at once right from someone joins they're in a class with their friends um or they they like work on a, a team at work and they just refer everybody and everybody's fine with it because the price is reasonable the price can only be reasonable because the economics of the coaching means we can handle that many people and it doesn't affect our hourly input right so our hourly rate linearly rises as more people join the business I realize this stuff's a little bit difficult sometimes conceptually because it's very different to a lot of the stuff that gets discussed, but hopefully this is making sense. So you get social amplification. You have automated enrollment so that basically you can actually start to sell to people in like the, the ultimate dream, right? You can start to, to make money while you sleep. So you can wake up and find out that someone in a different part of the world in a totally different time zone to you has purchased your program, right? And they've purchased your program not because they've like got home in a drunken stupor and decided to buy something they didn't want to is because they were being taken through a sequence that ended yesterday or today, right? Automatically. And actually they've been through some of your best stuff. They've been through some of your best content and the way you've communicated with them has just convinced them that you're the coach for them. So they go ahead and they pull the trigger and they, they enroll. But your experience of that is you wake up and you see a notification on your phone and you know that that person is already being taken through the coaching systems and setup that are designed to give a good experience to people. And then something that no one really talks about in this world is refund rates, right? So one of the just things that come with attempting high ticket coaching is that people change their mind, right? So often, basically, you may have heard of this idea called buyer's remorse. It's simply the case that when people buy in a very emotional state of mind, um, they generally do so and make an impulsive decision. So something that is not necessarily driven by logic, but by impulse and emotion. And if we look at the decision to spend, I'm always, I'm using $5,000. It's just a number I hear a lot on these enrollment calls. So if you decide to spend $5,000 on, um, on fitness coaching online, right? Especially if in a lot of cases, uh, you put it on a credit card or something like that, right? You probably did so because the process that the person was using on the phone was designed to, um, widen the gap right? So increase the emotional pain of your current situation. And they ask you all these personal questions. And I know this because I've been taught these sales scripts myself, right? They're horrendous, some of them. They ask you all these questions that sort of dig into the pain and, you know, why they can't, why you can't do it on your own. 
and how, you know, it's affecting your sex life and your personal life and the way your kids feel about you and all these sorts of horrible things, right? And so someone's brought to this emotional point where they're like, right, yeah, I'm going to do this. And they feel really excited and they're like ready to solve this problem. And they're like, oh, I'll just put it on. I don't have the cash, but I'll put it on a credit card. And they wake up the next day and they're like, what did I, I spent so much on that thing. And all I've had is like a, a link to book a call and, and a PDF, right? Um, and, you know, we can... People will hear that, hear me say that and say, yeah, Johnny, that they're selling the result. But the actual the factual experience of the person is that they generally do just receive a few emails from the person and a, they book a call with them. They maybe join a Facebook group, right? It's not the same as if you were to go to go into the, the town center and spend five grand, right? If you go into the town center and spend five grand on a brand new sofa or a brand new car or something, you have something very concrete to show for it, right? So pe- there's a lot of buyer's remorse in this world, in the high ticket fitness world. And again, no one talks about that because it's it's not nice to talk about, but generally people are being forced or coerced, emotionally coerced into making these decisions, which leads to a couple of hours or a couple of days later, people changing their mind, right? And, um, that you know, if you if you make that five thousand dollar sale and think, oh wow, you know this, this month's going really well, and then two three days, even a couple of weeks later, someone says this is has absolutely hasn't been worth the money. I want my money back. Um, you've got a very choppy, very up and down cash flow in your business, right? So why does that happen? Well, the sales method is designed to create an emotional response, which tends to lead to impulsivity, which tends to lead to the logical side of your brain shutting off because it's not a logical decision, right? When there are things that you can buy, you can download fitness programs and get fitness information and diet plans online for free. There is no logical part of the decision to spend 5,000 pounds on fitness coaching, right? There are far fewer cheap, there are far many cheaper opportunities, cheaper options. So it's generally an emotional decision, not a logical one. And when logic kicks in, people regret it, right? Buyers regret. So they ask for their money back. Versus if someone spent a hundred pounds on something, or in our case, like if someone buys a six week program, 200 pounds, 150 or 200 pounds, um, it's a far easier decision, right? People will spend, you might go out for a really expensive dinner and spend 150 pounds on food and wine, right? be a very expensive restaurant, but it happens. So it's not a, um, oh my, oh my God, I can't pay my rent or my mortgage for the next couple of months sort of decision. So people are far more comfortable with it. And for that reason, honestly, you get a very, very small refund rates, close to 0%, to be honest. And you certainly don't get something that, again, is talked about even less in the industry, which is chargebacks, which is when someone is so unhappy with the with the purchase and the service that they don't even ask for a refund because they don't think they'll get one. They just go straight to their card provider, credit card provider, and just ask for the money back. They say that I, I didn't want to buy this. I was coerced into buying this. Um, and in doing so, um, they, they generally win. So all of these things, right, come back to the thing that I said at the beginning. Why is coaching so often not taught? Um, I, honestly, I don't know why. Um, we teach it because we know that when we teach group-based coaching, when someone really has this set up, it's the key to actually build what it is that someone wants to build a lot of the time, which is a business that that accesses more freedom from a time perspective. It means that you're delivering something that's very customer-focused, right? So the customer is is relying on systems and automation a lot of the time to keep their experience regular and in line with what they expect, rather than relying on you, your time, your productivity, your availability, your uh, whether you're on holiday, whether you're hungover. Um, and so it may think you may look at it and think, oh well, but one on one to one's a better experience. I, I actually I disagree. 
right? I disagree. I think a really well-run, really well-built group-based program with support that comes with it is actually better for the client than one-to-one, okay? Because they don't have to wait for you. They aren't buying your time. They aren't waiting in a queue while you answer other people's questions. They're always at the front of the queue because they're accessing your knowledge and your information, your expertise in the form of resources and digital assets, right? So once you've built something like that, it becomes better with volume. And it means that you build this community, this world of clients who stay with you for years because the £100 a month or whatever you end up charging is a no-brainer in terms of the things they're otherwise paying for, right? And so you build this lifetime value of all these people who are really happy working with you. And because they're really happy working with you and because they stick to the program, they're giving you multiple, multiple testimonials. They're giving you written and video testimonials before and after photos. They're referring their clients. And actually, to be honest, in many cases, we probably have a leaderboard of like 20, 30 clients who've been with us for years and their financial lifetime value is massive. But the actual value of them to the business is way more than that to the extent that the number of people who've joined worked with us because of the testimonials they read of those people or because the number of people they referred to us actually exceeds the money these people have given us. Okay. So hopefully that just gives you some food for thought, right? It's not, there's not really anything to do here other than I just really wanted to highlight and, and give a bit of explanation as to why we think a lot of the current models that are taught are broken. All right. So anytime anything has a one-to-one relationship with time, anytime if you are in a situation where you can't stop doing the thing that you're doing without it directly impacting the needle in your business, right? The revenue or the client happiness, whatever that is, that is a fragile model that will eventually break. So if you've learned anything from this, hopefully it's just simply to at least consider doing things in a different way to maybe you're already doing them. Or if you're about to embark on doing this and you're considering doing the sales calls, the high ticket, the DMs, the things that are manual, um, just realize that while it may sound exciting and sexy on day one, it will eventually dig a hole that you have to get yourself out of, right? If it works, if the marketing works, you immediately have a coaching problem, all right? If you have 20, 30 clients in your one-to-one coaching program, your marketing will then take a hit because you have less time to do the marketing and the selling. If you have 20, 30 people in your one-to-one coaching program, your coaching will take a hit because you have to take some time away from it to do the marketing and the selling. As a online fitness business owner, your time should be spent creating resources that impact, immediately impact hundreds of people and everyone you eventually ever work with rather than just working with everybody one-to-one. You should be building assets and systems and automation, making things better and better so that they can improve with volume and time rather than get worse. If you're sat there thinking, right, you know what? This has convinced me. (laughs) Like I'm in, Johnny, I'm all in. I'd like to work with you guys or I'd at least like to to explore what it is that you guys do. The best way, right, as a podcast listener, this isn't something we ask anybody to do anywhere else. Um, But the best way to, to at least inquire is to send us an email, right? The only reason we do that is we know from all of the hundreds of people we've worked with and tracked where they've come from, that podcast listeners are, they get the best results with us, generally speaking, right? So because you are that, because you have listened to 33 minutes and 40 whatever seconds of me talking, um, we know you would be a great fit to work with us. So we'd like to offer you a, a jump to the front of the queue. 
Okay. So if you go, if you send us an email with the subject line propane business podcast, um, just say, uh, Johnny sent me here. I'd like to schedule a call with one of the team. Um, you're welcome to pick a coach as well. If you'd like to speak to someone specific, um, so we have is me, there's Yusuf, and then there's Alex, who's been on a few of the other episodes before. Um, just said, I'd like to schedule a call. We'll send you a link and we can even chat on that day a lot of the time. Okay. So versus going sort of the traditional route, which is via one of our many other channels, you just get added to the queue and it's, it's an availability perspective. You're welcome to do either. But since you're on the podcast, since you're still here, that would be the way I'd recommend. So email us to admin at propanefitness.com with the subject line propane business podcast. Okay. If you are not quite ready for that, and by the way, just to, to touch on that, because we get this question a lot, it's not a sales call, okay? We're not going to force you to do anything on the phone. You don't have to make a decision on the phone. It's simply um, a chat about where you're at, how we help, how we can probably or possibly help you make all of this stuff happen in your business, okay? If, however, you're not at that point yet, or you'd like to just find out a bit more about us first, you can go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can watch our most viewed, most downloaded free training that we've ever put out that explains in what I've just spoken about in some more detail as well. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'll speak to you on the next episode. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels, the best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.